The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria, joined by my good buddy, Keith Cork, to break down this wonderful Wednesday 10-game card. It's March 31st. We've got one more day left in March, man, but uh, a fully loaded 10-game card coming off a little bit of a light one. That's usually what they do. They just whack us with a big, fat one. But, Keith, how are we doing over there, brother? Doing well, man. Yeah, we got a, <clears throat> quite a uh, quite a few games here and uh excited to discuss it with you man i'm uh doing well over here absolutely so uh before we jump into anything though just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor my bookie if you guys haven't already checked them out or maybe you never heard of them maybe you're a first time listener head over to mybookie.ag they are the number one sports book the only sports book i trust and give my stamp of approval for so uh listen who doesn't love free stuff free money i know i do and if you sign up use that promo code Hoopball on your initial deposit over there at my bookie, and they will match it 50% up to $1,000. So if you deposit $1,000, they'll give you a free $500 for free on your initial deposit. If you use that promo code Hoopball, H O O P B A L L, all of your sports betting needs and a fully fledged casino platform. All right, my good friend, first game of the night, Portland. Trailblazers travel to Detroit. They're taking on the Pistons in this one. On the injury report, Sekou is questionable. Wayne Ellington is doubtful. Killian Hayes, Rodney Magruder, Jalil Okafor, Dennis Smith Jr. all ruled out for the Blazers. Nasir Little, Zach Collins ruled out. We have seven of the ten games in lines, this being one of those. Two twenty-and-a-half game total. Portland being favored by six-and-a-half points. So, uh Pretty enticing game. I think we're definitely going to want some exposure on, on one of the sides of the ball, pers- preferably for me. But I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you talk about Portland? Yeah, I am a little bit more excited about one side of the ball than the other, and I'm curious to see uh, which one you're talking about. But, uh, yeah, I think there's some people you can play over here on, on Portland. Uh, I think you can play some Dean Miller at 9,500. I think that's a safe, uh, a good play. Uh, I think there's other plays later on that I like more, so probably won't end up rostering a lot, but... Um, it's a fair price, and, and it's not bad against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, both these teams are pretty lackluster on the defensive side, so I think that game total 220.5 seems a little low. Uh, so I don't mind targeting this game and stacking it if, if you really want to. Uh, C.J. McCollum at 8,000 also seems like a fair price. I don't mind going there either. Uh, and then the last guy I'll, I'll uh, add in on uh, Portland is, is Rocco, Robert Covington at 6,000. He's just been uh, pouring it out. I think you know, <clears throat> I kind of laugh at uh, excuse me, I laugh at uh, some people that are – saying, you know, Nurkic is coming back, and so it's going to really eat Naroko's uh, minutes and time and, and, and his touches and all that. Uh, there may be some truth to that, but really this guy uh, has been known to just be a contributor in every facet of the game. So uh, I think he was really down to start the season, and he's really turned it around, and uh, seems pretty safe now at 6,000, so I'll take him as well. Yeah, I mean, this dude, is, like you talked about, he's been down. I think he was statistically one of the worst NBA players for like the first month and a half of the season. Uh, couldn't knock down a shot. He wasn't getting his, his steals and blocks that we get to see out of him that we've become accustomed to. And, I mean, it's just bottom line when he, he's he's playing backup center as well. Nurkic is back. That's probably the one thing that's going to eat. But he looks like the dude that they traded for. He looks like the dude that was on the Rockets. Um, I, I love him. I love this play. 
Uh, anytime he's going against an active power forward, then I'm expecting to have some decent amount of shot attempts. I expect him to be active defensively. Uh, so going against Grant, who'll probably end up leading this team in shot attempts, you got to have some interest in Roko. 6K. He's the only guy in Portland I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in the Detroit side of things. So uh, ready to shift gears over there? Yeah, and uh, and I agree with you, man. I am I am way more pumped about the Detroit Pistons side of this thing. I think you know the Blazers also have a pretty crappy defense. Um, I like t- I like targeting it pretty often. So uh, yeah, Jeremy Grant at seventy two hundred, couple down games. Uh, I think people are going to be off of him, and you know he's been pretty safe all year. Uh, I don't think there's really anything to be too alarmed about just yet. So seventy two hundred, I don't mind spending that for Jeremy Grant. And then Hamadou Diallo, that's probably my favorite play on the side of the ball. I maybe agree there, but forty six hundred. Uh, you know, we we had pretty high expectations for this dude after he got traded, and uh, you know, had had an injury, had some issues uh, getting acclimated, but uh, he put up a, a huge game last game. So uh, looking for him to repeat that performance again. That the the Pistons are really looking for someone to contribute in that backcourt. So forty six hundred feels like a really cheap price for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then Saban Lee at forty three hundred. Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be out again for this one. And, uh, you know, anytime that Dennis Smith Jr. is out, they don't have Killian Hayes still. Uh, Saban Lee at 4,300, I'll take him all day. I mean, even if he's not starting, uh, he just looks very aggressive when he gets out there. He had uh, 12, I think it was, shot attempts last game and uh, 10 free throw attempts against Brooklyn. That's uh, a couple games ago. So uh, Saban Lee at 4,300 is a great price. Yeah, I'm with you, uh, both those guys in the backcourt. Diallo, he's going to be one of my, you know, probably most popular value plays, I think, on the slate. Uh, given the news that we have right now, obviously things will open up and we'll have some more guys get rolled out as the day goes on. But uh, just a dude that they're expecting to be a very big part of their offense. Uh, clearly, his he's way beyond, I think it was his uh, groin injury that he was dealing with when he was first traded. So uh, looked aggressive, looked healthy, didn't look like it was bothering him at all, played mid-20s minutes. That's going to get bumped up, I would expect, uh, to probably about 30, low 30. And I'll take it. He's a great point per minute guy. He's going to be aggressive. He's not always going to shoot the best percentages, but we don't care about that, especially on this Pistons team who's just starving for other guys to take shots. And then Saban Lee as well. I have no issues going with him. 4,300, no Dennis Smith Jr. Still going to be chopping up minutes with Corey Joseph, but I expect him to see the lion's share of that uh, just basically at the stage of where they are in the season and just trying to get a good look at some of these younger guys going forward. Uh, And those would be the two guys I have interest in the most. Moving on to the next game, Miami Heat traveling to Indiana. They're taking on the Pacers in this one. For the Pacers, Jeremy Lamb, Doug McDermott, both questionable. T.J. Warren still ruled out. For the Heat, Kendrick Nunn is questionable, dealing with that ankle injury. Uh, Udonis Haslam, Casey Akpala, Victor Oladipo, all ruled out. Gabe Vincent is probable. This game has a 216 game total. Heat favored by one and a half points. We'll start with the Heat. I'll pass it over to you, Keith. Any interest? Uh, yeah, I've got I've got some interest. I, I've got some interest in Jimmy Butler, mainly because his price tag is just too low. 8800 is just too low for what he brings to the table. He's going to uh, net you probably somewhere around 50 DK points uh, anytime he steps on the floor. So uh, I don't mind going to him here. I'm not, I don't have a, hu- a huge amount of interest in this game, but that price tag makes me uh, have to include him in my player pool. Uh, and then I got a little bit of uh, interest in Trevor Arisa at 4500 That's just for GPPs. Um, I just think, you know, I, I was... Uh, Talking to Manx last time I was on, uh, you know, Arisa just—he's he, just not a huge uh, usage guy. But if he is knocking down those shots and he'll get plenty of them, uh, if he's wide open, then uh, you know he's going to hit value there at 4,500. So I like him for GPPs, but uh, I don't like him from cash. But I just like Butler and Arisa, Arisa on the um, uh, Heat. How about you? 
Yeah, I do think it's a little bit too cheap for Butler. You, you talked about it. You should be getting 50. I think these two teams just played uh, about a week ago, and he dropped 50 uh, DK points. They played twice this season. You know, dropped, I think it was 50 in the last one, uh, and like 37 or 38 in the first time. So 8,800 is a great price tag. No Victor Oladipo. Was, I was actually hoping he'd suit up, a little revenge narrative, but uh, he's still not with the team, so it's going to be a little bit of, of, of time for him. But we got to imagine that they – they're going to have to use Ariza. They're going to have to do a combination of him and Belizia at the four. It's a bigger matchup. They're not going to be able to go as small. Uh, so I kind of wait, and I'm a little curious to see what they do with the starting lineup if they decide that they do want to start uh, Bijalika on this one, just to kind of get a little bit more size, go with a sort of bam Bijalika front court to match the Turner Sabonis front court. Don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. But either way, whoever is starting in that front court, I do have some interest in whether it's Ariza. Or Bijalika. Ariza is the safer bet. Bijalika, you don't want to touch unless we get the confirmation that he is starting. On the Pacers side of the ball, though, some of these guys starting to starting to see a little bit of a normalcy in price tag. Brogdon, we used to, we're used to seeing you know in that AK range, but as Levert's usage and shot attempts and everything else started to normalize as he's coming back, uh, Brogdon's price tag dropped. But this is just a tough matchup overall. With ten games on the slate, man, I'll be honest. I, I don't mind taking stabs at a Levert, a Brogdon, or Sabonis, but they're not my first choices. I don't have a ton of interest in anybody on this side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, we've got a matchup here with the 7th and 12th uh, ranked teams in defensive rating. I mean, they're both pretty stellar uh, defensive teams, and uh, the Heat are better than the Pacers. So typically I don't play a lot of people against the Heat. Uh, not really interested here. The one guy I might be interested in here is um, Justin Holiday at 4,400. That's if McDermott and Lamb are both out. I think he gets more more minutes and, and maybe more touches. So, um, But that's more of a GPP play. There are other guys that are that are around that value that are, are safer. So uh, like some Justin Holiday, that's, but otherwise I'm pretty much steering clear. All right, we'll keep it moving to the 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Dallas Mavericks travel to Boston, taking on the Celtics. Jalen Brown, Romeo Langford, both questionable. Semi Ojale, Tristan Thompson are both ruled out for the Mavericks. Still no J.J. Redick, health and safety. Uh, no, I'm sorry, right heel soreness. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, health and safety protocols. And Tyrell Terry, personal reasons. He's not going to sniff the court anyway. But we do not have a game total or a spread for this game. So that's one of the games that we do not have one for. I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you talk about this Dallas squad for me? Yeah, I, I know I'm not a big fan of uh, spending up on this slate, but if you had to spend up for a star, uh, I think Luka Doncic is probably the safest bet. I mean, the, the Mavs just lean on, lean on him so heavily. He's just got such high usage. Ten uh, seven, still a fair price. You know, he's not over that 11K mark, so uh, I don't mind going there. I think it's fine. I think I'll probably build, uh, you know, more eight nine K guys uh, personally. But if you want to go to to Donkic, uh, I don't mind. It's it's a fine play. Uh, and then Porzingis at seventy nine hundred. Uh, you know, the Celtics are playing Robert Williams more, but they're still pretty weak down low, uh, especially when Robert Williams is out. So I don't mind playing Porzingis at seventy nine hundred. Not my favorite play on the slate. Um, but I don't mind going there. And then uh, DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith. I, I mentioned this guy a few times with you uh, on this podcast, and uh, I'll keep going to him, and especially now that his uh, prices tag has fallen to 3900 as filler. Uh, I think he's just a safe guy. To, uh, he gets so many minutes. Um, not, a, not a high usage guy, so he's not somebody that's going to knock you out of the park, not someone I'm ever going to touch in GPPs, but uh, for cash, if I need a filler, uh, DFS is fine. Uh, 3900 is a little cheaper than some other guys I have on on, uh, on my list, so I uh, don't mind going there. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly well said, Dallas. I couldn't agree more. I think you know I may be a little bit more uh, 
more inclined to play Porzingis in this matchup over Luka. I think both of them are excellent plays. You touched on it, though, the Celtics front court. Uh, you know, still without Tristan Thompson, they shipped off Daniel Tice. They don't really have two guys that they can throw in there for that double big lineup that they uh, that they used to do. And if they decide they want to roll Cleaver, Porzingis, uh, there's going to be a mismatch that, you know, Porzingis is going to be able to take advantage of. And then hopefully Tatum uh, will be able to take advantage of on the other side of the ball. So we'll let that transition, I guess, right over into the Celtics for me. Uh, and if there's no Jalen Brown, I have no issues looking at Jason Tatum at 8700 I think that's a great price tag. For every you know uh, you know disadvantage he's going to have on defense trying to guard Porzingis, he's going to be able to take advantage of on offense as well. Uh, he'll lead the team in shot attempts, and at eighty seven hundred, it's a fair price tag. So I have no issues going to Tatum. Uh, you know, looking and hoping for a Fournier bounce back game is in the cards, but at sixty three hundred, you know, you need Jalen Brown to be ruled out. Even then, it's not really a discount. Uh, that's more than he was when he was on the on Orlando, and now we're talking about him in a lesser uh, lesser usage role. So. I'd probably opt to go to a guy like Kemba Walker for only uh, $500 more. And, you know, it sounds cheesy, but those would be the two guys I'm looking at. Don't trust Brown with all the injury news that he's got. And he's been dealing with stuff all season. I think he's been talking about uh, it's either knee tendinitis or knee soreness he's been dealing with. So uh, a little hobbled and banged up. You know, wouldn't be shocked if they decide just to give this guy a couple games now knowing it's a, it's a hip as well. Yep. I don't have much more to add to that. I've got Tatum. I've got Walker. Um, the one guy I would add um, is actually Evan Fournier. This guy had a historically bad uh, debut for the Celtics, but uh, if Brown is out, and I think, like you said, I think there's a good chance he is, uh, 6,300, I don't mind going to him for GPPs. I'm not going to him for cash at all. Uh, I still don't think he has enough usage, but uh, in GPPs, I don't mind taking some stags, stabs at him at that price point. All right. We'll keep it moving. On the next one, a little bit more of an exciting game, hopefully. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Houston Rockets travel to Brooklyn. They're taking on the Nets. For the injury report, on the Nets side of things, LaMarcus Aldridge still uh, still kind of getting geared up. Conditioning, I believe, is what they're saying. Uh, he's ruled out. Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant ruled out as well. Landry Shamet is questionable for the Rockets. Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, Daniel Nawaba all ruled out. John Wall is questionable. Daniel House is probable. So a lot of uh, a lot of news that we kind of got to keep an eye on for this one, and it's definitely going to dictate some of the slate, but we do not have a game total. We do not have a spread for this one. So we'll talk about it. Start off with this Houston team. For me, man, it's pretty simple. Uh, if John Wall plays, I have a little interest in him. I don't expect this game to stay too, too close, but uh, John Wall should still in the you know going against his Brooklyn defense, even if it's in three quarters at 8100. If he plays, he should be able to get it done. I have no issues there. But if he sits, which is what I'm hoping for, we get some Kevin Porter Jr. at point guard, uh, and that's what we want to see. That's where this kid thrives. That's where he has those monster G League games and those bigger games that we saw earlier in the year when he first got uh, you know started playing minutes for Houston when he got traded over here. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm looking for. If John Wall sits, I will have some Kevin Porter Jr. And Christian Wood not being listed on the injury report anymore. He should be back. So a lot of that Kaleolytic sauce is going to be gone. So I'll be smart here, and I'm going to say John Wall, if he plays, definitely have some interest outside of him. Uh, if he does play, you know, a couple of these ancillary guards you could play, but I really I really wouldn't touch it too, too much. But I'm really hoping he sits, and then in that case, I'll be playing some of these, uh, some Kevin Porter Jr., some Sterling Brown, you know, maybe even slide in a little DJ Augustine here and there, but. Really just kind of hoping on that value and that we get to hear it. Yeah, I, I follow your logic there. I'm uh, I'm on Christian Wood, 8,300. I, I think that, you know, um, I've been attacking this Brooklyn Nets interior defense 
pretty regularly this season with with some success and uh, you know, Wood can definitely do that. Obviously, I'm not really afraid of Lamarcus Aldridge if he suits up and plays for them uh, on the defensive side of, uh, as it comes to stopping Christian Wood. So, 8,300, I'll pay that for him. Uh, like you said, John Wall, if he's playing, I, I'm thinking, you know, fluid on the knee, probably not going to play this one. So, Kevin Porter Jr., 6,000, uh, definitely if he sits, uh, definitely fire that guy up for sure. Um, and I, I, I'm still on Olenek. I think, you know, he, he's really going to serve in that role of space on the floor for Christian Wood uh, as an outside shooter. Uh, so 5,200, I feel like it's a fair price. Uh, does he get as many shots? I think he had 17 or something like that last game. I don't think so. No, absolutely not. Um, but if he can get, you know, 10, 11 shots and knock down a good portion of them, five, six, seven shots, uh, and some of them are threes, I think we're, ta- we're, we're talking some money there. So uh, I don't mind going to him at 5,200. Yeah, can't go wrong with centers going against Brooklyn. Uh, it is it's been a gold mine for like two or three years now. I know it's never gonna. It's, and the thing is, we thought you know all these options that they had coming into free agency or the trade deadline. Uh, you know, Marcus Aldridge is good. He'll hold down. He's definitely an improvement over guys like DeAndre Jordan. But their best defensive center still happens to be Nick Claxton, and he probably will barely stiff the court now. On the Brooklyn side of the ball, uh, you know that kind of segues into there. Not playing anybody at the center position, the, the, you know, for me it's very, very simple. It's James Harden, and that's it. Uh, I would prefer him over Luca at ten nine. That's kind of my my thinking, and that's kind of why I've been leaning a little bit more Porzingis. If I wanted to try to get two of those guys in, I could do it that way, and that's probably the way I'm going to lead. It's just James Harden's James Harden. I don't know if we need to give a whole, you know, reasoning on why we're going to play some James Harden. Uh, the dude could drop 38 or 40 actual points like he has the back-to-back games, but he's still going to trip in 13, uh, 13 assists, 70-plus games, two games in a row. Yeah, sure. Uh, former team, I don't know what else. <laughs> we could keep going if we need to, but that's it for me. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's solid, obviously. The only reason I like Luke a little bit more is because I think um, you know this game really has – uh, a lot of blowout potential here, uh, Brooklyn Nets and the Houston Rockets. So uh, three quarters of James Harden, is that, is that as good as four quarters of, of Luka Doncic? Probably not. Uh, and that's the only reason I'd probably rank Luka higher. But I, I understand it. And if this game does stay close-ish, uh, Harden definitely uh, crushes it and probably outperforms Luka. So uh, it's a definitely not, not a, a for sure thing one way or another. But pref- uh, personally, I just prefer Luka play. I don't think you'd go wrong, man. It's like, you know, what are you, what are you going to take, the New York Strip or, uh, you know, the, 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 the T-Bone? It, um, you're, you're getting a stake. Uh, you're getting two, it's, you're splitting hairs here. It's Luka, it's James Harden. They're two of the best, uh, best DFS players, best basketball players. Can't go wrong with either or. But uh, anybody else on Brooklyn you're really looking at or just James Harden for you, too? I could go some Kyrie Irving, uh, but only in GPPs, honestly. Uh, you know, he just hasn't been uh, playing that stellar way. And 9,600 is still a lot. It's a pretty pain to pay for somebody that hasn't uh, really knocked out of the park uh, since the beginning of the season. Uh, so, But I'll, I'll take some st- – I don't mind taking some steps in GPPs, but probably some better options out there, to be honest. So probably only James Harden for me. All right, we'll keep it moving to the next game. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, Utah Jazz. Traveling to Memphis, they're taking on the Grizzlies in this one. For the Grizzlies, Grayson Allen is questionable, while Jared Jackson Jr., Justice Winslow have been ruled out. For the Jazz, no major injuries to be concerned with. They should be good to go. Tip-top, 230 game total. Something that we're not used to seeing with the Jazz involved, but Jazz being favored by seven and a half points in this one. We'll start off with them. I mean, this feels like it's going to be an up-paced game for the Jazz, man. I feel like we have to have some interest. And the first spot I'm always going to look is going to be Rudy Gobert. He's always floating around that you know, high seven, low eight K mark. 
And the dude just turns out consistent roles. I mean, we're talking about he's played this Memphis Grizzlies teams twice this season. He's averaging about 29 minutes in those games, but 41 DK points. Uh, you should be able to just continue to have those big rebounding games against him. And I will have some Gobert. So 8,100, he's definitely an option. And if I want to look at any ancillary options, it would probably be more in the Mike Conley range at 5,800. He's just getting so close in price tag between him, Clarkson, and Ingles. Uh, give me the guy that's going to have the more consistent role uh, going against his former team. I know there's no narrative. Conley doesn't have any revenge narrative necessarily. Uh, but he's going to be in Memphis. And that's a little bit of a difference. This is a, this is a city that he spent a lot of time in. He still has a lot of fans in there. Uh, so it's more of one of those little get right things for him. So probably not going to end up with too many shares of him. I'll probably end up mostly just go bear on this side of the ball, but I wouldn't mind Conley. And if I had to pick and choose, like I said, out of those three, that's the guy I'd go with. Yeah, I think uh, I think Conley's probably my favorite play on the Jazz side of the ball here, 5800. I think that's a great price tag for a guy that uh, I believe we were seeing him in the 7Ks earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, does he necessarily knock out of the park at that price? It's not guaranteed uh, by any means. Um, I think the Utah Jazz will probably hand, handily uh, beat the Grizzlies. How close will they, will they keep it through four quarters? Who knows? I don't know if this is as much of a blowout potential as the Nets and, and Rockets. Probably less blowout potential, but there's still some some potential there, obviously. Um, but yeah, Gobert is probably the safer play. I don't mind going down Mitch. Uh, Donovan Mitchell at 8,900 either. So um, plenty to like here on the on the Jazz side of the ball. I don't really like any of the other uh, ancillary pieces, though, ju- though just Mike Conley. All righty. We'll slide over to the Memphis side. Uh, looking over here, you know, Grayson Allen being questionable. Justice Winslow already ruled out. We kind of saw what happened in the last one. And uh, our fa- I think everybody's fan favorite, D'Anthony Melvin, finally got a new role. Uh, he finally got the minutes that we've all been clamoring for, and he didn't disappoint. He put up a monster game, and that's just the type of dude he is, man. He's just a great point-per-minute guy. He chips in in so many different ways. He's great defensively. Usually shoots a pretty good percentage, so... I have no issues. I don't love the matchup, but he's blowout proof. He should be seeing low to mid-20s minutes regardless. He's a great point per minute guy at 4K. I have some interest. Desmond Bain will get a bump as well. Uh, so it's those two guys. And if you wanted to do in GPPs, take a shot on Joe Val for the same reasons I like Gobert. Uh, Joe Val's actually played very well and held his own in this matchup. Uh, it's basically just been two lumbering bigs just kind of smacking against each other, getting as many boards as they possibly could. Uh, and Joe Val's almost in the, I think it's like 25 minutes. He's averaging 39 DK points in two games in this matchup. So uh, they're both worth taking flyers on. I think Joe Val was obviously a little bit less secure and a, a little bit more of a GPP target. Well, uh, Gobert just, he's basically going to give us a 30 point floor no matter what the matchup is. And we've seen 40 to 50 out of him time and time again. Yep, I think that's a perfect assessment. I don't mind going Joe Vell. I actually like John Moran a lot as a GPP pivot, though, 7,300. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him uh, against a, a pretty good uh, Jazz team here. Um, and I think he's still got the potential to really uh, crush it at that price point. So uh, I like John Moran at 7,300. But, yeah, I mean, Melton, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've been in the Discord, you've uh, got your DFS pass. Um, you've heard of uh, you've heard us t- talking about Melton all season, and all we've said is this guy needs some minutes to play, and he's finally getting them here uh, with no Grayson Allen. Presumably, uh, we'll have to t- keep an eye on that. But uh, if if Grayson's out, uh, yes, fire up Melton, please, in all your lineups, especially cash. Um, you want to fade him in, in GPPs? Uh, I guess you know, go ahead and do that. But uh, this is the time to play him, and I'm playing mm-hmm. him. So <laughs> there's no reason, there's no way I'm not playing him. <laughs> Even in honestly, even if Allen plays, I still have interest just because I think Winslow being out, it just frees up a few more. It frees up the extra minutes that were open because he was in that, you know, 15 to 18 minute role, which he shouldn't have been. <laughs> he should be in the 24 plus. Uh, and then, you know, Winslow's sitting is definitely going to open up at least 
you know, five to six more minutes in my mind. Uh, they get spread out between him and Bain and a little bit of other trickle. I know Winslow's not a guy that's out there playing a consistent 30-minute roll a night, but he's playing 19 to 20, and that's going to get trickled down. So, yes, if Allen gets ruled out as well, it's guaranteed minutes for Melton. We can't miss, but I still think if Allen, even if Allen plays, we should still see 20-plus from Melton. We'll move on, though. I can sit here and talk about the Anthony Melton all night, man. I know that. Uh, next game, Toronto Raptors traveling to OKC. Taking on the Thunder in this one, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. For OKC, Darius Baisley, Lujan Stort, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Mike Muscala all ruled out. And for the Raptors, DeAndre Bembry, Patrick McCaw, Jalen Harris ruled out. 223 game total. Toronto being favored by 7.5 points. I feel like 7.5 is is like the theme of the night for uh, for spreads, you know, as we recorded this the night before. It's like the third game that has a seven and a half point spread. But we'll start off with this Toronto team. Uh, Kyle Lowry's still here. Uh, he's still here. He's still playing. Limited minutes in the last one, though. I uh, believe he he got hurt mid-game, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, 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 I think he did. Um, I mean, dude, just just take this statement in in your ears. <laughs> try, to, <laughs> try to Try to wrap your mind about it. The Raptors are 18 and 29. That's just that's insanity. They're they're a better team than that. They're if they're gonna make a statement, they're gonna start turning this the season around. It's gotta happen now, not not later, right? So uh, even though there's some uh, blow up potential here as well, there's no way. I mean, the the stars are gonna play and they're gonna play big minutes like they always do. The Raptors have no room to, to mess around here. So um, and these prices are nice, man. Like uh, Van Vliet at 7700, Pascal Siakam 7700, um, you know Lowry if he plays and and, and all that 7200. I mean. Um, there's, there's just, there's plenty of great, uh, uh, prices here on Toronto and, um, I don't mind going to any of those guys. I think Siakam's probably my favorite out of those. Uh, if I had to, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Actually, I think Van Vliet's actually my favorite in this matchup of any of those. Um, but those are the same prices. If you want to go Pascal, you can go Pascal. Um, and then I really like Gary Trent Jr. 5,100 also. I think, uh, especially if the uh, Raptors start getting a lead and want to play the, you know, bench guy a little bit more, uh, to get him acclimated a little bit faster, 5,100. Um, if Gary Trent Jr. is getting, going to get 15, 20 shots in a game, then, uh, against this Thunder team, I'll, I'll take him 5,100 all day. So I got a lot of interest on the Raptors side of the ball. What about you? I, I love that you said these guys are price tags. I love how you don't go off brand either, Keith. I know that you, I mean, we do these shows uh, every Tuesday night for the Wednesday slate. And if the Raptors are on, I know you got some Fred Van Fleet love. Uh, that's just, that's just <laughs> you your know, guy, man. That's my Wichita, <laughs> man. We got the Wichita connection, man. <laughs> and I don't blame you. I mean, he's always a great play. He's kind of in that like Rudy Gobert range, just that point guard where, you know, you're always getting that a pretty solid, consistent floor out of him. Uh, you know, doesn't always shoot a great percentage, but we know with the assists, he's going to chip in rebounds, good for steals too. Uh, and then we have that 40 to 50 point ceiling. So still no Shea. It's going to be a great matchup for uh, Van Vliet. I prefer him as my primary option in the backcourt. I don't mind looking at Siakam whatsoever. I do prefer Van Vliet over Siakam. And then one guy I have some interest in would be Mr. Bobby Boucher, Chris Boucher. 5K, I think this is a matchup that they're going to need him. Uh, we've been seeing OKC, especially now with Horford done, ruled out for the rest of the season. They've been playing pretty big with Roby, Moses Brown, Pakuveski at small forward. Uh, we're talking about three guys almost seven feet tall in this lineup. There, and the Raptors generally try to play small. So, you know, whether they can get away with it or if they need to kind of adapt and change their lineup. But, uh, you know, 
where they normally might roll out a decent amount of Siakam at center, they might not be able to do in this one. They might just have to continuously play Siakam at power forward, OG at the three, and then we might see a decent amount of either Boucher or Aaron Baines. I don't like Aaron Baines. I think he's bad. I'd rather play Boucher. So uh, GPP only. He's very inconsistent, and you kind of have to kind of time these up right and hope that we we can get him in that 25 to 26-minute role, which I'm hoping for in this one. But if he gets that role at 5K, he will smash through that. So... Uh, probably one of my favorite Raptors, one of my favorite GPP options. Uh, but again, only a GPP option. I like it. All righty. Anybody else over here? Are you ready to move on to OKC? Let's do OKC. I like, um, there's probably like uh, over here too, but I'm only on two people. Um, I'm on Theo Melodon, 5,600, and uh, that's probably a running thing for me as well. I don't know. I haven't c- kept track of my stats. I guess you probably have over there. <laughs> Talk about my Van Vliet love. Uh, maybe I've got Theo, Theo over there too many times too, but uh, Melodon at 5,600, I'll take him uh, as long as SGA is out, which he is. And Alexi Pokazhevsky uh, for GPPs, that might be one of my favorite GPP plays just in general. I mean, the guy's just got so much potential. I'm waiting for him to have, you know, one of those 25.5 block, uh, 10 rebound games, which he's totally capable of. Um, so 5,100 for that for that kind of uh, potential. I'm paying it all day for GPPs, uh, but only GPPs. Those are two yep. guys I like. <laughs> I'm with you, actually. Same spot. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of, Getting away from Moses Brown, and his price tag's going up despite having kind of you know a mediocre game. Um, if you want to pay that price tag, I don't fall to seven one hundred. We've seen what this dude's capable of. He's like a little baby go bear. He could turn in forty. He's gonna get you tons of rebounds and blocks. That's all gonna happen, no doubt about it. At seventy one hundred, do I land on him all that much? Uh, probably not, but it's still a great matchup for him. I'm more looking at kind of like you said, Maladon. I think at fifty six hundred now that he's gonna be the primary point guard, primary facilitator. Not a true point guard necessarily, uh, but he's the best thing that they got right now. So 5,600, he'll have some decent usage. He'll draw some decent uh, decent defensive matchups, but he's a play. And then uh, Pakuzeski, I think that you can't go wrong with him. You talked about it. If, if there's one guy that's just going to turn in a very complete, he can get it done too, man. He's got some handles. Assists, I, if, he threw, if he threw in five assists in that line you just said, it wouldn't shock me either. Five blocks, 10 rebounds, five assists. He would knock down three three-pointers in that line. He literally does everything. So, 5100. Yeah. He he's got that capability to go for that. What is it? The five by five line that uh, Krolenko always went for. He's got the capability uh-huh. to do that, man. So uh, I, I like it. <laughs> AK forty seven. That's my. That was my guy. Uh, if you played fantasy uh, basketball year long, uh, when AK forty seven was in his prime, you understand what I'm talking about. That dude was just an absolute stud. Fun to watch too. Uh, some good years over there. Yeah, it's a couple of decent years, but I think it was Darren Williams who was over there as well. But uh, ready to move on to the next game? Yeah, let's do it. New York Knicks travel to Minnesota, take on the Timberwolves. Uh, Tibbs going against one of his former teams. It's narrative action, I guess. I'm always looking for it. For the Timberwolves, Josh Okogie's questionable. D'Angelo Russell still ruled out. And for the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson is out while Derrick Rose is questionable. This game does have a game total, 219.5. Knicks favored by three and a half points. Start off with this Knicks team. I'll pass it over to you, Keith. The New York Knicks, yeah. Um, Tom Thibodeau's New York Knicks, man. They play every game and they play gritty and they play all the game, uh, the whole game. So I do like targeting these guys, uh, especially against a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, so I like Julius Randle a whole heck of a lot, 9,700. Uh, Carl, Carl Anthony Towns doesn't play all the 
lot of defense down low. There's not a huge interior defense pre- defense presence in uh, Minnesota, so uh, he seems like a super safe uh, play with a, a pretty big ceiling, also. So uh, Julius Randle might be my favorite play on the whole slate. I'm playing him for sure. Uh, R.J. Barrett, seven thousand. Don't mind going to him. Uh, it's a little pricey. I wish he was more in the in the mid six to, to low sixes, but I don't mind that play. Uh, but another play I really am, am all about on the Knicks is, is Nerlens Noel, uh, 4,900. I mean, like you said, no Mitchell Robinson, he's out. Uh, Noel's going to play a bunch of minutes. They're going to have to have somebody guard Cat. Uh, and you know, Noel's putting up three or four blocks against pretty good centers anyways. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if he put three or four blocks again in this matchup against the Timberwolves. So Nerlens Noel at 4,900 seems like a really great uh, lower cost play. Yep, I'm looking at both the guys at the front court. It's Randall, it's Noel. Uh, those are the two guys. I'm just comfortable with both their price tags. I think they both make fantastic cash options, and they both still have some juice in the orange for GPPs. We've seen you know Noel turn out a 40-point game, and we've seen Randall turn out 60. Uh, even I think he even had like a seven, uh, close to was it a 70 DK point game earlier in the year. He probably did. He's been having an unreal season. Well, I wouldn't doubt it, but. Uh, don't think I'll be going to too, too much else over there on the next set of ball. Everybody else kind of feeling a little bit priced up, but it's still, still a great matchup on the Timberwolves side of things, you know, going against like you, you, you touched on it. You said it perfectly gritty, tough plays defense, all four quarters. Uh, he's going to play his best guys. You know, it, it's tough to have a lot of love over here. Carly Anthony towns at 9,800. I'll never tell you not to play towns. You know, I just prefer some of these other expensive guys that we've talked about. I probably prefer Randall on the other side of the ball, but it's, it's not based on just that, that one-on-one matchup that he's going to have. I don't think he's going to have necessarily a difficult time going against uh, a guy like Noel. I, I just think that, you know, Tibbs, especially going against the guy that he once coached is going to have something, you know, lined up and geared up for him. Uh, that's my one worry. So I don't think I'll end up having too much cat. If I'm looking at anybody on this team, it's probably going to be a guy like Malik Beasley. I'm just trying to target him up and get him right. Uh, you know, he's coming back from that suspension. You know, played about you know two games since he's been back in low 30s minutes in both those games. The usage will eventually come back to him. He's been struggling from his shot. No surprise. He's knocking some rust off. The guy hasn't been playing in NBA games. Uh, but when the shot's going to be falling and he's going to be taking, you know, 15 to 18 shot attempts, uh, he's going to be underpriced at 6,400. This was a guy that was, you know, low sevens at some point. So I, I don't know if this is the matchup that we want to necessarily dial him up, like it talked about, not the best, but somebody I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. I only have interest in one guy. It's uh, it's everyone's darling in, in season-long leagues is Jaden McDaniels at 4,300. Uh, I'm still kind of uh, in a wait-and-see approach with this guy, um, you know, just, just trying to see if he, he's actually going to keep it going. Uh longer than a short spurt, which, you know, it's always an iffy with young guys. But uh, 4,300, I don't mind taking some stabs at him. Is he a safe play? No, but I think he's a, a pretty good play as far as ha- uh, being valuable at just 4,300 at the salary. So that's the only guy I'm looking at on the on the uh, T-Wolves. Man, I've been pounding that drum at what feels like for like two and a half months where I was like, just start this guy already. Uh, he is your power forward. They're sitting there messing around with like seven different power forwards, like Vanderbilt. Uh, there's mixing and matching so many different things, and it's like, you know, this is your power forward. He's he's the best fit for you. You need floor space, and guess what? He was he's been the best corner three point shooter for them all season as well. Uh, give this guy a bigger role. He's kind of just right now just being stuck in the corner and shooting. And 
you know, once they kind of unleash the unleash the reins a little bit and give him a little bit of a bigger role, give him a couple of plays, maybe drawn up for him, maybe one. Uh, I love. Him. I think this kid's going to be unreal. He's just got a total package, a total tool set where he can shoot it, he can play defensively, he can guard one through four, possibly even five. He's got some good length on him too. So uh, this guy is definitely going to be a big part of their future. But enough of me uh, just sitting there gushing over one of my favorite young players. We'll continue to one of my other favorite young players I can gush over. Next game, Sacramento Kings traveling to San Antonio, taking on the Spurs in this one. For the Kings, Marvin Bagley, Jamie's Ramsey, both ruled out. Hassan Whiteside's questionable. And on the Spurs, Trey Lyles is ruled out. Lonnie Walker is probable. Kata Bates-Diop is ruled out as well. 232 game total. Spurs being favored by two and a half. What, is it, what does Sacramento need to do? Five straight wins. Yeah, they can't they can't be the favorite. I get it. They're not the home team, but I thought it'd be, you know, maybe them favored by one still. Uh looking at this King side of the ball, man. I uh I talked about gushing over one of my favorite young players, and I'm gonna continue to do it with Halliburton. It's just hard not to have interest within this guy. He just continually just can, again turn out so many good games in so many different ways. A 15 and 10 game in the last one, put up 40 DK points. Uh, and guess what? It was the same exact matchup. So I don't mind going right back to the well. I loved him in that last one. I was overweight on him in that last slate. And I plan on having a fair amount of shares of him in this one, too. So 6,100, uh, sign me up. I will have some Halliburton. If you want to go to Holmes, don't blame you. Fox is just an absolute stud. I just keep missing the boat. I, I haven't been getting any of these good Fox games, man. And I just don't plan on getting any of them. I already missed the boat. I'll just keep taking some off the chin. It's just too late for me to jump on at that price tag. I feel you. I've got the same three people, man, and uh, yeah, I've got a lot of interest in Tyrese Halliburton. I don't don't think that price reflects uh, what he can do. Um, it's got to climb up to the mid seven Ks before I start going. Okay, pop up the brakes here. Uh, so it's just way too low right now. So uh, totally, totally in line with you. All right, I'll pass it over to you. Then why don't you talk us about uh, talk to us about some of your Spurs takes? Yeah, so the Spurs, man, I like I love watching the Spurs. They always uh, always put up a good fight, no matter who they're playing against. So this will be a lot of a pretty fun game. I like that game total to two thirty one. So this is definitely a game that we can uh, we can sta- uh, stack and, t- and target heavily. But I do like Demar Derozan at seventy six hundred. You know the Kings are pretty weak in their backcourt defense, so uh, I like that price price point a lot. And for the same reasons, that's why I like Dejounte Murray at seven thousand. I probably like Murray a little bit more uh, with the cheaper price tag and uh, and kind of the ability to uh, steal the basketball. And he's going to be play, uh, playing defense against Darren Fo- Darren Fox. Uh, so I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up one or two steals. Uh, hopefully a few more, but uh, that's going to you know bump him up a little bit in my opinion. Uh, and I also like some Yaka Potal. Pertle, Pertle, how do you say his name? Pertle <laughs> Power. Uh, Jakob, I like him. 5,800, man. Um, I don't mind. Uh, I like. I think he's a great GPP pivot because I think a lot of people are going to play people like Holmes and stuff like that who are a little bit more expensive. So uh, not a lot of Pertle, Pertle love out there. Uh, so go ahead and do it for GPPs, I think. But for cash, you probably should go in a different direction. No doubt about it. Uh, I don't mind going right back to the well at Murray. I want to play shooting guards versus the Kings. Uh, I touched on it, I think, on the last show where – you know, I had some interest in Derek White, but it's tough. I, I, you also don't want to force you don't want to force it either because he's technically, you know, he's a point guard playing the shooting guard role. It's not the same exact thing. He's at that position. So I don't mind looking at the backcourt. Like you said, I don't really have too much interest in DeRozan. Uh, but looking at Murray in this matchup, we watched that game. He was just kind of able to carve people up. Uh, he, he was able to do his own thing. It didn't look like he was even really being challenged. Fox is a great defender. I'm not trying to say that he's not. Uh, but Murray was just having his way on the court. There was plenty of space for him to operate. 
Uh, so I don't mind going back to the well at 7K in that matchup. And I don't mind looking at White at 5,700. Uh, Pirtle's definitely an option, too. But I just don't see myself playing him. In the next one, 10 p.m., Eastern Standard Time game. Only two games left. Milwaukee Bucks travel to L.A. Take on the Lakers. No Anthony Davis, no LeBron James, no Jared Dudley. And for the Bucks, Rodion Kierks, Bobby Portis, P.J. Tucker, all ruled out. 222 game total. Bucks favored by eight and a half points in this one. Andre Drummond set to make his Laker debut, but we'll talk about the Bucks first. The way team, Keith. Any Giannis, 10 5. We already touched on Harden. We touched on Luka. Yeah, like I said, I don't have a lot of interest in the in the higher price guys. I've got him on my list and, and in my player pool because it, it's Giannis. I mean, you just have to. Uh, going against a weak Lakers team, I mean, Lakers are, are pretty high-rated defensively, but that's because they had LeBron James. Uh, they don't have him right now. Uh, they're going to have Andre Drummond for this one, so uh, kind of tough to see exactly what it's going to be like, but uh, I have some interest in Giannis. If, you know, if I end up having that money left over, I don't mind going to him here. Uh, I think he's going to uh, have a pretty pretty good game. I think the, the whole entire Bucks squad is going to uh, bounce back after a pretty disappointing loss to a Paul George's uh, Clippers team. So I uh, don't mind going to Giannis, but, I, but probably my, my – uh, a play I like more on the uh, Bucks is Drew Holiday at 7100. I uh, just think that's a, a very fair price tag for a guy. And again, the the Lakers just aren't aren't necessarily the best team on the uh, perimeter defensively right now. So don't mind going to him. But uh, Giannis and Drew are the only two, two guys I'm really looking at. Yep, uh, I really don't have a lot of interest. I just don't think this game stays too close. Just kind of like your same worries with you had, uh, you know. Uh, with James Harden, it's kind of my worries with Giannis. I think that, yeah, Andre Drummond's going to help, but uh, they need they need their firepower to really stay competitive in this one. Now, if you think that they could stay competitive, then, yeah, fire up Giannis all day long. Uh, I think Middleton at 81, okay. Don't mind him. I prefer Holiday over Middleton for $1,000 cheaper. Uh, but that's probably it. You know, you could take a stab at a guy like his brother, Thonis, but... Uh, even if the game gets out of hand, like we saw in the last one, Donis only played 18 minutes. It would really take a complete blowout early on uh, for him to see anything more than that that we can really trust. But on the Lakers side of the ball, uh, you know, one thing that took me by surprise is that Andre Drummond's not in this DraftKings player pool, man. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I was I was thinking the same thing. I have him on my player pool list in case they slip him in there at the end or something. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. But if he does play, man, he's gonna is eat up usage and I, I definitely want some of them so i was getting so excited i was like scrolling <laughs> down i was like did they misprice him is he 3k like yeah, i was like i'm yeah. i'm like scrolling and i'm like no he's just not on here uh well yeah. there's there's that and i guess that makes an easy decision for us because you know if i was going to play like a, a Giannis and think this game stayed close i'd want to run it back with andre drummond being the center there but now that i, I can't even do that um i don't want to play harold at 72 now that they have a guy named andre drummond i think kyle kuzma's rebounds might get eaten up a little bit by a guy named andre drummond uh, i don't i don't think i really need to play any of these lakers going against this bucks team if if i don't need to uh, i don't really want to force it they're all a little bit priced up based upon the usage i'm not saying andre drummond's gonna come in here and take 20 shots and take all the schroeder's and kuzma's shot attempts uh but it's also just a tough matchup so i'll probably pass on most of these guys I, I think he will. I think he'll take twenty. I think he's. I think Andrew Drummond's a black hole. I mean, maybe he's changed. Maybe he's not. Maybe they 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 have a different role for him in mind, and uh, he's willing to take kind of a backseat. But uh, no, 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 LeBron James, no Anthony Davis. I could see Andrew Drummond taking twenty shots, and uh, so if he if somehow he gets added to the player pool last second, I'll take him. But uh, yeah, if he's not on there, I have no interest in any of these Lakers. 
All right. Final game of the night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Chicago Bulls traveling to Phoenix. They're taking on the Suns in this one. For the Bulls, Zach Levine questionable. I would fully expect him to sit in this one. Uh, you know, dealing with that ankle injury, you could tell he bothered it, uh, bothered himself in the, the last one. He was hobbled. Uh, mentioned to, I think it was, I don't know what news outlet it was, what media outlet it was, but uh, basically he's talking to the trainers and they're trying to figure out exactly, you know, how many days this guy could take off because he says he needs time off. Uh, Garrett Temple, doubtful. Kobe White, questionable. So they could be without two of their main guards. Phoenix Suns have yet to release their injury report. Second half of a back-to-back. No game total. No spread. Why don't you talk about the Chicago Bulls team, Keith, your team, <laughs> your Bulls. Uh, do I have to? No. Yeah, they've been disappointing me, obviously, and uh, it's been sad to see. But, man, they're going to come around. I mean, it's just inter- integrating a new uh, player that you know, takes up 20 to 30% of usage, uh, like Nikola Vukovic, uh, is tough to do, and, and they're really struggling to do that right now. Um, are they going to win this game against the Phoenix Suns? Uh, I wouldn't put money on it. Um, are they going to keep it competitive? I think they will. I think they have the, the, the weapons to do it, and the Suns, like you said, are on a back-to-back. So um, I think I think you get a full four quarters out of all these guys. But like you said, I think Zach Levine does sit. I don't really have any interest, uh, interest in Vucevic because it's just kind of a hefty price tag. And, um, you know, Eaton's not necessarily a slouch on the defensive end. So uh, I don't really have much interest in the top guys, but I do have some interest in some of these cheaper guys like Laurie Market at 4,800. I love this play for GPPs. I just think, you know, if he ends up hitting those shots that he He's been missing left and right, and it's been making me tear my hair my hair out. Uh, he can easily get to you know 20 points in a game. Uh, so 4800 is just too cheap for the for the potential that guy has to score the basketball. And if there's no Zach Levine, they're going to need to get those points from somewhere. Uh, there might not be Kobe White also. Uh, then you definitely need to get some marketing in your lineups, I think. So I uh, like him. I like some Tom Tomas Senaransky at 4500. Uh, you know Zach probably not going to play. Kobe might not play. Who are they going to play in the backcourt? It's probably going to be Senaransky. He he even got 30 minutes last game uh, with Zach Levine playing uh, just because Kobe White was not playing. So he's getting that many minutes. 4,500 is a really, really uh, stomachable uh, price tag. And then the last guy I'm going to add, uh, well, actually, I'll add two more. Patrick Williams I like at 4,100. Uh, I like this guy a lot. I think that the addition of Vukovic actually helps him a lot. Uh, if uh, Levine misses, I don't like him as much. If Levine's in, I like him a whole, whole lot because uh, he's just one of those guys that uh, feeds off of, of the stars and, and really plays his role really well. He's kind of stuck in that um, – I guess college mindset, maybe he would say, where he's just not, he's not, not really looking to take aggression. He's just looking to really pick his spots, which he's really good at doing. Uh, and so it really helps him to have both those stars. So I like him at 40 on 100. The last guy I'm going to add is uh, Trayvon Jr. at 3K, especially if those guys are out, Kobe White and uh, Zach Levine. This guy could get 20, 25 minutes. And I've always liked this kid, man. I'm, I'm happy that we got him. He's got a lot of, uh, uh, physical ability and he's got some ball handling ability and shooting abilities he can do everything he's just very versatile and so uh he's 3k and i'll take him all day if uh those guys are out so i'll that's four four bulls for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah no surprise keith like keith likes some bulls uh yeah no i'm with you i think you know you touched on troy brown jr i think that's a nice sneaky play he's one of the guys i had kind of circled and starred where you know, if three of their main guards are out, they're going to have to play him. And he was one guy that, you know, was supposed to be a little bit more of a facilitator over there in Washington. Uh, that's what they told him. That he was going to play a little bit of point guard, like backup point guard at the beginning of the season. They never actually did it. They made him play more power forward. 
uh, took him completely out of his element. Before he knew it, he got shuffled into you know the upside down, and we're never seeing Troy Brown Jr. again. Uh, new team, you know, one uh, one team's trash is another team's treasure, and this dude might work himself into a bigger role sooner rather than later with some of these injuries. So 3K, keep an eye on it. Unfortunately, it is the final game of the night. We might not have this news when we need it, uh, but maybe you just uh, have a quick pivot. But won't be playing Levine until he gets that injury checked. Uh, outside of, uh, you know, Lauren Market, I think that's a great call. And Sadoransky, just simply he's going to have to play a boatload of minutes if these other guards are out. I'll, I'll probably take a pass on these balls, but I do like the marketing call. You're right. The usage will trickle down, and they're going to need someone to shoot. And if you want to pick one spot where they're a little bit more vulnerable, it might be that power forward position, uh, you know, trying to target guys like Dario Saric. But we'll slide over to the, the Phoenix Sun. And for everything that we just said, it's a great matchup. It is a cakewalk for him. DeAndre Ayton at 6,600. I do have some interest in him. Uh, you know, not the 6K price tag I like to see. Or where was he? 58, I think it was. It felt like the other day. Uh, yeah, 58, 59. But he's been routinely just pouring in 30-plus DK points. We've seen a couple of those with the 40-plus and 48-plus upside. So it's in there. It's, you know, Vucevic is obviously not the same center that we're used to targeting the Bulls. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I'm not too worried about it. So I, I don't mind paying that $6,600 price tag for Aiden outside of him. Uh, I'll maybe just take a stab at a guy like Jay Crowder, who's just been the hustle, heart, and soul of this team. 0 for 9 from the field in the last one. Still turned out 18.5 DK points when he could even hit a shot. But it's worth noting, uh, took nine shots, nine of them from deep. Uh, this dude's only going to shoot three-pointers. So if the shot's fallen, he's going to be able to turn in double-digit scoring and chip in some other things as well. Yeah, that's a great call on Jay Crowder. I, I'm right there with you, though. Aiden seems like a really... Really rock solid play. I can't really pass that up. And then um, I do like some Devin Booker, eighty five hundred. You know, especially if Zach Levine's out. I mean, the the Bulls' backcourt is terrible on defense. And uh, if Kobe White's in, I like it even more because Kobe's particularly bad on defense. But uh, yeah, eighty five hundred for for Devin Booker. I don't mind going there. It's a little pricey, so probably just a GPP play. Uh, and then I I like your Joe, Jay Crowder call. I might put him in over my guy. But I, I do I do always like some Mikael Bridges at fifty five hundred, especially for cash. It just feels so solid. Uh, so I have him on here right now. But I might swap, swap him for Jay Crowder now that you mentioned it. <laughs> I mean, these guys are interchangeable. It's, it's like, you know, two just defensive forces, uh, D and three type guys. So, uh, you know, Jay Crowder's basically been eliminated from anywhere outside of the three-point range with his new role over here. But he's uh, he's embracing it, man. And people, I guess he kind of came out and said, like, people questioned why he went to Phoenix and all that. Uh, and he said, because I can build a culture. I can, I can help build a winning culture, winning basketball culture. Uh, but that is it, man. That is the slate. So... Uh, we'll jump right into it. Let's jump into our player tiers. We'll give our Twitter shout outs after that, but uh, we'll go expensive tier. I'll let you lead off. You'll take the first one. I like to be a gentleman. Uh, I know where you're going anyway, so we'll be all right. I'll let you take your guy. Do you know where I'm going? Okay, uh, let me take my guy. I'm, I'm going to take uh, some Julius Randle. Uh, T-Wolves are just bad. Uh, Carl Anthony Jr. is just not a great defender. Uh, Randall's going to feast down low in, in the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Anytime the team plays against them, they get paced up. So I love me some Julius Randle at 9,700. Yeah, no, can't go wrong with Randall. Um, great matchup, Minnesota. It just feels like he's going to churn out 50. Uh, every, if, if you were to play this matchup 10 out of 10 times, I'd say 9 out of 10, he's going to churn out at least 50 DK points. And the one time that uh, he doesn't, it might be 60. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, I was thinking I'll probably just, I don't want to cop out and just take Harden. Uh, but you know, looking at a lot of these other guys that are floating around that, uh, you know, I would say Julius Randall in between that 8,500 range. I don't like a lot of them. Uh, I mentioned, I will have a little interest in Tatum. 
Uh, Butler, I think, is a you know, fair price tag, but I'm not really playing Mitchell. I'm not playing Vucevic, Fox, Sabonis. I'm uh, not going to have Lillard, Irving. So I'll probably just stick with James Harden at 10-9. If, I don't, if I'm spending up on somebody, it's just going to be plain and simple. It's probably going to be him. We'll go to the mid-tier now. 7,500 or less. Who are you looking at? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of guys, but um, I think I did the Knicks. So I'm going to skip the Knicks actually now. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'll let you have your guy. I'll, I'll, I'll go with DeJounte Murray at 7K. Uh, he gets just a, a great matchup here. Um, he's guarding Darren Fox. I, I th- you know, If I wanted to put a, a prop bet on him, which I might, <laughs> uh, to have at least two steals, I think this is a good play spot for him to do it, which really bumps his value. Uh, he's going to get the points. He's going to get the assists, but then he's going to add those steals also. So uh, DeJounte Murray at 7K, I'm, I'm going to go with him. All right. So who do, who did who's who do you think I was saying? Who do you think I'm going? <laughs> uh, yeah. How about you say him, and then I, you know if 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 it's the guy I'm thinking, I'll say heck yeah in the back. All right. Me. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, there's there's definitely a caveat. I'm lo- I'm loving Halliburton. Uh, heck yeah. If you want? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. Uh, anytime in the mid tier, and, and Halliburton's on the slate, I'm probably going to mention him. I just think that consistent floor, uh, good ceiling, player I love to watch too. It's fun to root for your guys. Uh, and then, you know, I, I do like Kevin Porter Jr., but we need to know that John Wall news, too. So 6K, uh, push comes to shove. I think Kevin Porter Jr. would be the better tournament play over Halliburton. But we'd also have to kind of see what that ownership looks like. But let's look at the value play, 5K or less. We talked about a fair amount of value on this slate. Uh, a lot of it feels pretty, pretty secure. Um, but 5K or less, who are you targeting? I'm targeting DeAnthony Melton. Uh, I don't, I mean, we've, we've already gushed over the guys so don't need to add much more but 4k and you know they're gonna have to play without Grayson Allen so uh D'Anthony Melton uh, Melton if I could say his name at 4k (laughs) is who I'm going with (laughs) tongue is melting uh I can't go wrong with that play man that's a fantastic one 4k uh he's gonna be pretty uh pretty chalky but for good reason if both those guys rolled out we're gonna have to have some shares of them there's a lot of guys I can go with here but it's 5k or less and I feel a little remiss if I didn't just double down um, on my on my favorite tournament play, the risky play in Chris Boucher. So again, tournament play, but I do think that this is one of those matchups where we could see a little little bit more run from him. Even if we get 24, 25 minutes at 5K, uh, we'd be hammering that home. We'd be hitting the home run button on that. So uh, at 5K, not much of a value, though. I kind of feel like it's a cop-out answer because it's not even really a value. It's right there. But I just really like this matchup for him. So I'm going to roll with him. Uh, you guys listen to the pod. You heard about all the other value plays we talked about. You know which ones we like. So pick and choose. Just plenty. That is it. Right about 54 minutes, man. Not too bad. If you guys have a second, though, you give us a five-star, Apple, rate review, thumbs up, all that good stuff. Uh, it would mean the world to us. And if you have a second, screenshot it, tag us on Twitter. Any one of the DFS team, maybe it's Dan Bass, you could tag any one of us. You will be entered to win a free fantasy pass. So what does that fancy pass do? Get you all of the good stuff behind the scenes over here at Hoopball, including Discord, articles, all that good stuff. So check it out, guys. Uh, if you want to just go to hoopdashball.com, you can just purchase the fancy pass. Great, great buy, $4.99 per month. But follow us on Twitter. Also be posting stuff up there, too. Lots of information Drop on the podcast. We'll be talking about sites on there as well. You can find me at Micah Patra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O. T-R-I-A. Keith, let the good people know where they can find you. You can find me at Ginsberg Beats. Uh, G-1-N-S-B-E-R-G-B-3-A-T-S. Ginsberg Beats. 
All right. Give him a follow. Keith is an absolute stud. If you guys have been uh, longtime listeners, uh, you heard Keith kind of pop on here in the middle of the season with us. But uh, you would think this dude's been here for a while. I love doing the shows with you, Keith. It's just uh, good, good basketball talk, man. I feel like now I'm starting to get to know your guys, too. We're starting to get that relationship, man. I, you know, now I know you just love Mikal Bridges and Fred Van Vliet. I feel like, you know, uh, I'm starting to get to know you a little bit more. But this is awesome. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you're long time and you're new, uh, thanks for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. I'll be on. It'll be Santino and I. You already know what that's going to be like. It's just, uh, yeah, drink your coffee in the morning if you're listening to it on your way to work. But uh, let's go out there and crush some GPPs. Keith, anything else you want to say before we take off? Nah, man, come join me in the DFS Pass and in the Discord, and let's uh, let's get that money. All right, guys, take care. Let's go get that money. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.